All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo, old man of the group, or the vet. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214 on the Bird app. Join again as I am every week. Different day, but every week. With the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, the uh, shit starter herself. Young SJ at SJ Basketball number eight, the numeral eight. SJ, how you feeling on this low-key? It is a beautiful Saturday evening. How you feeling? Um, first of all, let's back up a bit. Um, I usually don't interfere with the names that you throw out at the beginning of the intro, but shitster, are you kidding me? I am a wholesome (laughs) human being. I don't do that. So yeah, let's clear that up. Um, all you like is peace and peace and happiness on the timeline. You want everybody to get along? Yeah, always. Kumbaya. <laughs> um, but nah, it's, it's it's cool over here. It's it's like in the seventies, high seventies today. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been nice here too. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice little little, little breezy. We had a little California action here in North Texas. The Dallas area today had uh this is gonna sound bougie as hell, but I had my little brother's friends, uh schoolmates birthday party. We had a little thing at the house for him last week when it was his actual birthday party, but today was something where we invited all his friends from school and we went to this trampoline park and let me tell you, I have a lot of patience for some strange reasons. Random kids feel comfortable asking me to play with them but i'm not built for it i got my two sons and i don't dislike children but dealing with that many kids at one time at one place it was stressful but it was fun my 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 boys enjoyed themselves i had to drag them literally crying up out that place we was there for over three hours but they had a good time and um sj I don't know if you have children. Well, I know you don't have kids. I don't know if you ever plan on having kids. Kids bad as hell. Um, some badass little boy just grabbed the fire extinguisher and used it. So, like, I had never actually seen a fire extinguisher get used in real life. I didn't know there was, like, a cloud of dust and shit that literally tens of people, well, I wasn't tens of people, but like 10, 11 people had to clean up. It was wild, man. It was wild. Um, this is what that dad life sounds. If this has, if this is what your Saturday afternoon, you want your Saturday afternoons to to sound like, have some kids. It was fun though. All jokes aside though. But anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to it. Lakers got swept. They caught the broom last time we recorded. It looked like they was getting popped. I don't know. Did they catch the broom already? No, nah, I think it was three zero last time. Okay, time. I think we predicted they catch the broom and they caught it. Yeah, um, I think yeah, we either said the broom or five. I yeah. think I might have said five. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but but they caught it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your takeaway from that series, or what takeaways did you have from that series? I mean, the takeaway is that the Nuggets. We the takeaway is that we were all we were all stupid, right? Yeah. Every last one of us, um, in the sense that all year we had been talking about the West is so wide open 
And that was not true. That was objectively not true. Like, it wasn't true. Denver had basically a lock on the West since December. That's like a couple months, two months into the season. Never relinquished it. Yeah, they look shaky at the end. But regardless, even with them looking shaky, they never relinquished it. And they just farted through the playoffs. <laughs> they just, they lost a total of three games to the Western Conference. And two teams. That's, that was just two teams. Um... So it's been a dominant run, and they have, and we shouldn't have been surprised. The fact that we were surprised um, did, I know, I know some people have been getting kind of annoyed at the Nuggets for milking this. Oh, we were underappreciated, but they were, <laughs> like they really were. Like they actually, like we really underestimated them. And I mean, at this point, all you can do is just um, acknowledge that, you know, tip your cap to them, and see how far they could go. I mean, that series just showed me, yes, they, they, the West we're going to go through them um, this year. They showed it all year. We didn't really believe it, and they showed us when it mattered. So, I mean, kudos to um, that. They're a tough team. That's been a, one of my favorite teams to watch, you know, over the past couple of years when they've been building, you know, what they've been building. And Jokic is here. He's in his prime now. He's just, just entered it. Like, it feels like he's better than ever right now. Like, he's just on a different level of dominance right now um he just punked 80 and this is after 80 looked like the best of 80 at that point i mean i i don't think this series should just change your opinion drastically of 80 because Jokic is just a guy but 80 was the best defender in the playoffs he was having a like generational historic playoff defensive run exactly it was a clinic yeah shut the warriors down he shut the warriors down bro yeah shut the warriors down he manhandled he manhandled the grizzlies and shut the warriors down and Jokic chewed him up and spit him out like it was it was incredible to watch incredible to watch and then murray you know i want to take away from murray averaged 32 what is it 32 or 35 I think it was 35, yeah, he averaged 35, <laughs> like, that's, that, that's insane when you think about it, um, in the Western Conference Finals, like, very, very few people put up the stats and the efficiency that he did, um, so kudos to the whole squad, um, and that's the thing, it doesn't even feel like, like, as great as they've been playing, it feels like they can get better, yeah. like, I don't know, like, it's not like, um, like, Aaron Gordon can be better, MPJ has been kind of inconsistent. If he, you know, gets hot for a good stretch, what are you going to do? You know, Murray's been great. Jokic has been great. Um, you know, Bruce Brown's been great. Um, but it feels like they're leaving some meat on the bone. And that's kind of scary to think about. So I think at this point, I mean, we're going to get into Boston and them. But I feel like right now, Denver should feel very good about themselves in terms of winning the whole thing. Yeah, I think. I was, uh, you know, I, when it comes down to it, I just didn't trust Joker to play good defense in the playoffs. And I'm not going to hold you. Like, my big takeaway is, like, not only is he a solid defender, like, he ain't he ain't no rim protector. But when he was in the way, he was in the way. Like, it wasn't shit wasn't sweet. It wasn't. Dwight Powell wasn't Christian. He's Wood, a good right? post defender. Yeah. He can't protect the rim. Um, he's a pain. Mm, is he a pain protector? I wouldn't uh, classify him uh, as. That. I think he's a good post defender. That's really what it is. He's just yeah. a good post defender. Yeah, my my thing is like when when it was him and like I I guess uh uh 
it was him and a, a driver was getting downhill on him. It wasn't an automatic bucket like it had been in years past, in my opinion. And like just from a, a big, big takeaway, I don't know if it was game two or game. I think it was game three where uh, Jamal Murray went nuts. And, like, he looked exhausted by the end of the game. Like, it was the game where he had the 40 ball, damn near 50 ball. And he looked exhausted. Brown looked exhausted. AD looked exhausted. But Joker looked just fine. Like, he could have played another game after that. And that's when it's like, like, man, he's just different right now. Like, I haven't seen any decline from him. There was, I want to say game four, he was, like, kind of fucking up early. But he just he's at the peak of his power. He's the best player in the league. Like, it ain't even... I don't even think it's a debate no more. Because I... It's I, not, bro. Game... He was starting to look normal. Like, he actually... Like, he hadn't had, a like, a bad game until yeah. that game. And then I was like, okay, he he's... he's you know, he's he was beyond do a stinker. And then yeah. in the fourth quarter, he just, like, closed it out. He closed rip, rip, it out. Rip like, they hearts out. Yeah, like the best player in the world type shit. So, yeah, yeah you're right about that. I think yeah. I think so. This is like, and he had, even in the years where he was losing in the first round, he was still performing. Nah, and, and that, that's something, like, I'll be honest. Like, if I'm wrong about something, I'll admit it. I was worried about his defense, but... Go back and really look at. I didn't think he deserved the MVP because to me MVP still means winning. But he was the most outstanding player last season. Like it wasn't even close. As Jerry, I really sat and looked at that roster. He took the forty-eight wins. Like fam, the and like that team was ass. The team was so ass, SJ. They were so bad, and they got forty-eight wins, bro. I don't I still trying to figure out how they did it. Um freaking who was uh what's the old dude with the ball spot that still be dunking on people? Jeff Green. Jeff Green was fourth in minutes played for them. Do you want to know who was six? Composo? I don't know. Austin Rivers. Oh, Austin Rivers. Yeah, it was it was Rivers, Composo, Monte Morris, yes, Will Barton, who was Jeff Green? Who else was there? Um uh, it, it, it was the big. It, 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 barely, boogie, was it boogie? boogie that it was year? boogie. Boogie, yeah, boogie, boogie got some minutes. Yeah, boogie got some minutes. I mean, there was like them. They had dudes in their rotation that literally ain't are hanging. One boogie is not in the NBA. Boogie yeah. was logging playoff minutes. He's the backup big. He was no longer yeah. in the NBA afterwards. And it's just like that should have told us then how good he was. And I'm going to go ahead and admit this, and I, I'm not trying to tear down our boy, because to be honest, man, I don't even like the discourse around him anymore. Um, I just don't want to talk about Luca no more. I want that man to get in shape. I want him to rest. I don't want the fans to rest. I just want everybody to leave that man alone, and whatever shape he's going to be in when he show up, he's going to be in. He do look slim. God bless him, but... I, I'm gonna keep it. I thought Luca was better than Joker <laughs> coming into this season. I was like, Oh, really? Oh, I never thought that was one thing. I never, Joke, Joke, after the first MVP to me, Joke, I had to respect that. Like, even yeah. regardless of how you felt about, you know, six seed, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no, the first MVP, there were the three seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. After the first MVP, yeah, I was like, He, to me, he, eleva- he elevated himself to another tier. So after that, I was like, before that, yeah, I thought it was an argument. Yeah, after that first MVP, yeah, nah, I was like, nope. Yeah, I had to, I had to respect you. I I was a holdout, man. I just was like, my boy, 
I saw my boy, like Joker never had a, never played on a top 10 defense. And I just felt like his defensive inefficiencies just basically made it impossible to build a real team, a, a non-cute team. And I felt like our boy, for all his flaws, was still, I mean, he played on the top 10 defense and went to the Western Conference Finals, which was as far as Joker went. But anyway, that was stupid. It was all stupid. It was all dumb. And Luka can can maybe catch him, but that 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 thing is gone, man. And, and we, to be honest, man, that team is so bad. That team was so bad. And this team is just so good. And it's like, it's the little stuff he do that make his teammates better. Like, Joker is not some plus athlete, but they are towards the top in fast break points, and his big ass be out there pushing that bitch. He get it. He goes. He hits the ball ahead. And that's that's something that I hate how we bring everything to the Mavs, but y'all know what this is. Like, that's one thing I want to get us. We, we really need to play with more pace. Uh, when Kyrie showed up and we started doing it, like literally everybody, everybody played better when the everybody pace. looked better, played better. Yeah, it was just it's 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 in front of us. It's in front of us. When yeah. the pace was picked up, everybody played better. Yeah, and I know people before like, well, we don't have athletes, we can't run. Bullshit. Reggie Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. and shit, everybody except for Christian Wood got more efficient when the pace picked up. Like, them boys was flying up and down the court, hitting threes in transition. Shit, I didn't think they was capable of. Uh, the young fellas, you they young. They obviously don't play better in transition. So, I just, and seeing Joker do that, that's just his shit. That's not like something he had to, somebody else had to come in and do. Like, that's just what he Bro, he got the rebound and he turned the fucking Jets on. Yes. <laughs> yes. He turned the Jets on. Like, you can't, yeah, you can't play half court all game, bro. I don't people say, oh, it it helps our defense. I'm so sorry. You can't do that all game. No matter what, like, you just can't do it all game. You just can't. Well, and the thing is, because I think it, and I think that worries Luka down. Because, like, he's having to go against against a set defense every single position. Where him and the other guys can steal some points just literally just by running. Like, dudes ain't good. They can just run down the court fast. And I think we're going to see that. I think he knows it. Um, I think I ain't saying – I think the Nuggets were, like, fourth, fifth or some shit in, like, fast break points. I don't think we going from the bottom to – the top but yeah no no no, and that's yeah. okay but you can, we can't be and here's the thing it's not just that we're last we're last by like the, like the field is gapping us yeah like they got a gap on us you can't play like um, you just can't play like that and you know we hate that um chuck brings it up every every time the mass play on tnt and a half time break chuck complains about how we play slow yeah. and it's annoying but he has a point he does have a point yeah <laughs> And being able to hit that half-court button in the playoffs, that's cool. But if we – like, that's how you still wins against bad teams. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And not even just that, because even in the playoffs, too, like, you see teams win win games by outpacing their opponents, too. So, like, as much as the half-court game wins in the playoffs, yes, it's not like you just completely abandon your um fast-break game. Yeah. And it's to the point where um we don't know how to operate. Like one of the running you know jokes that we have as Mavs fans for the team is that yeah they don't know how to operate a fast break. 
but that's actually kind of sad. And they don't. They actually don't. <laughs> like we have a three-on-one fast break going, and I'm not confident we're scoring because they're just that bad at executing um fast breaks. So is to the point we don't do it. So they don't have reps, and they don't know what to. They li- literally like watch us on a fast break. They don't know what to do <laughs> because they're not in that position often, which is why I'm. I'm curious to see the roster. I mean, we'll get into it. We we're all over the pitch right now, but I'm curious to see the roster um shake up because at at this point we're getting like completely new dudes who you know haven't. I mean, obviously we're just assuming here who haven't been in a system like what we've been in. So it's, I'm curious to see how they do. Dog, I hey y'all, we uh we recording this while Boston Miami game six is on it. All-time shame have her. I'm I'm starting the damn role player playoff Hall of Fame, and I'm naming it after Caleb Martin. Oh, Caleb Martin is torching right now. I'm just – this is insane. I've never – I – like a role player role, – we've seen role players have hot postseasons. Yeah. But he's been like – He looks like an all-star, He looks like an all-star. Bro, he has been the best – I think Jimmy averaging 19. He averaging 18, but he way more efficient than Jimmy. Like – He's legitimately been a best player in this postseason. I mean, in this series. And, like, this ain't, I don't want to call it fluke because it is a lot of shooting, but he is cooking. But anyway, back, we, we, I guess we can get back into them. Basically, I'm stupid. I thought Jokic was like top three, but top four. I thought he was a great player, but he's the best player in the, in the game now. And he, he, just the way he elevated, his just everything everything every flaw he's had like the he won an mvp and got better does that make sense yeah i feel like he's gotten better over all his mvp yeah yeah like, the last year I, th- I thought he got better last year just that i didn't agree with him winning for you know yeah, reasons but he got yeah, better he's yeah, been getting better yeah he's just <laughs> like he's just great it is it's just, just and, and, Everything you could pick at him don't exist no more. Yeah, and this season he was happy to take a scoring step. But the reason why his scoring dipped, even even though it had been rising, is because he's he was happy to take. But like Jokic, do not want to score the ball, bro. He does not want to score the ball. He does not. That's not. He prefers to pad. Like when you watch him, and that was um, I, I was saying it to um, somebody on the timeline the other day. Um, Nico, he had been talking about how like. He doesn't even remember Jokic before, like, he was, like, a star. Um, and I remember Jokic back when um, him and Nurkic weren't, like, on Nuggets. And I always thought Jokic was, like, better. Even though, at the time, the consensus was that Nurkic was better. Um, was, you know, just a better player. He had been a little more seasoned, all that, blah, blah, blah. My, uh, my dad was a big Nurkic guy. Yeah, I mean, most people were, and here's the thing, Nurkic was good, especially after he made the trade, and Jokic looked, Jokic, you know, blossomed, but Nurkic looked damn good, you know, especially the first couple years with the Blazers before those injuries, Nurkic was damn good, Um, but one of Jokic's big issues back then, like, uh, apart from, like, you know, being out of shape, um, defense, blah, 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 was that he just did not want to shoot the ball. <laughs> like he just didn't want to shoot the ball. He was not aggressive. Always, like, in the, you know, elbows, looking for a pass, you know, looking for, you know, like, with the ball above his head, looking for a pass. Like, it was like, shoot, like, you have touch. Like, you can make those jumpers. 
And obviously his aggressiveness grows, especially with his um thighs out. He had to just, just you know, do his thing. Um, but he was this year, especially early in the season, like he was super happy to just, just like have ten field goals a game. <laughs> like even if that, like he just wanted he just wants everybody like he wants to orchestrate, obviously. And now here's the thing. When I say that um he doesn't want to shoot the ball, it's not that he doesn't want the ball, he wants the ball. But he he wants to just orchestrate. He doesn't necessarily have to be the one um shooting, and that's the thing. Um, and actually, actually no. He Never makes mind. the game so goddamn easy for yes. his teammates. They don't get asked to do anything. They don't ever add. They no one is going multiple possessions without touching the ball because he will sacrifice exactly. And then his big ass something. I didn't appreciate until Jamal Murray started going nuts. I'm like, bro, Jamal Murray is wide open because he's setting football line, uh, football alignment screens. He's probably the best screen. Like, I think it's like Gobert's still, you know, up there with the screens, but I think he probably even surprised Gobert in terms of screen setting. That's why those guys in Utah were open like that because Gobert was clearing everybody out. Same thing with Jokic. And that's the thing. Like, not only, I think that's like that's probably the most underrated part of this game, the screen mm. setting. I think that is it. These yeah. dudes are wide, like yeah. not even just Murray, like MPJ be coming off the man pops wide at six ten, wide yeah. open yeah. because Jokic, like they cannot get around Jokic. Jokic be like a fridge, like his defender can't get around Jokic. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's somebody else I'm gonna give a lot to that I didn't think had it in him. I mean. And I bro, yeah, bought well, I, into his role after I, we talk match. I remember us going on, in on him on the yeah, pod in yeah, the bubble yeah. when um oh no we didn't have the pod yet but we talked about him. I, I we think talked we brought, about it back. We talked about him, yeah. Yeah, and I and to me it's not even just buying into his role. Like he had the money. He had the money. He could have been pissy. He could have been like he got the bag. He could have been like yeah y'all ain't y'all ain't playing with me and he got the bag. He's like you know what. Let me just be the best version of myself. And he played defense. Like, that man was an abomination of a defender until this year. And he still ain't great. But he realized, like, hey, bro, I'm 6'10". Just trying. Just by trying hard, I can impact the other end of the ball and paying attention. Help side. He, and here's the thing. He is providing defensively what the Nuggets need. Mm. The Nuggets need all the help side Um paint and rim protection that can exactly. use the Jokic. Yep. And then Gordon provides that some, you know, that's not, you know, he he does that. That's not his, like, strength, I would say, but he does that. Mm. And PJ, he's doing that. He's providing great help side, and that's the thing. You got point-of-attack defenders in KCP. You got Bruce Brown, who's good. And even Jamal Murray is actually pretty good. Like, when he's yeah, locked shout in, out to him. He, he's when he's locked he's in, defense. he can I, I, guard. I, I, for some odd reason, I thought Jamal Murray was, like, 6'2". Oh, he's, wow. he's, he's six four. He yeah, also five. Really? He's like he's like six nah, four, he's, six five. He's listed as six four, but oh, six four. Okay. I think that's a six four and a half. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like six four, six five. Like to my eyes, he looks a good six four, six five. So yeah, no, like they. I mean, I could remember about the Nuggets all day. I mean, like I said, I called them out in in the sense that I labeled them as a team that had to show me, and they've shown me. So. Oh, yeah. 
I Shout can't. Out to I them, can't. Yeah, I can't say nothing more. They're, they're an easy team to root for, to be honest with you. Like they It's because, right and here's the thing, and this is why, as much as people could call me crazy with some of the things I say, blah, 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 it's right in front of your fucking eyes, bro. It's right in front of all of our eyes. People like team, people like this style of play. I'm sorry, not everybody could play like that, yes, because not everybody has, you know, a Jokic who can just do all that. Not everybody could play like that, and I'm not saying every single team in the league needs to play like the Nuggets. Same like how people are like, oh, the Warriors is first. Not everybody in the, not every league or team in the league can play like that. I understand that. I'm not stupid. But in the end of the day, the reason why these teams are popular, a lot of people rave over them in terms of the style of play, calling them fun to watch, blah, blah, is because of how they play. Everyone touching the ball. Um, moving, like just movement, everybody moving, touching the ball, like shooting, a lot of shooting, people like shooting, like um, you got athletes where you can get the highlight dunk every once in a while, um, and it'd be from fucking Jeff Green, <laughs> of all people, but yeah, um, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's much, it's, it's fun to watch, and you, as much as you can say this, say that, just what your eyes are telling you, <laughs> You enjoy this more, and it just is what it is. That's just the objective fact of it. Yeah, yeah, they're a great team. I, I, I was a little hesitant to rooting for them because uh, it is kind of weird to me that people who have lived in Texas their entire life randomly their two favorite players are two dudes from the Balkans, but like. I guess because Luca is friends with Joker, I'm like, okay, I like Joker too, but y'all rooting for that man a little bit too hard. But then again, people hate the Lakers, and I respect it. <laughs> and people hated the Nuggets. I mean, not the Nuggets, but the uh, Grizzlies. And I respect that too. So, and to me, just like as a fan of basketball, to see a great player, I don't, I hate, I hate evoking his name, but man, this should remind me of Dirk, where he just laid waste to everyone. And I think Denver has a little better team, but this just this this is the last time since Dirk in 2011 is the last time where I felt like a dude just came in and just laid waste to everyone. And he has more help because I do think Jamal Murray is better than any any Maverick or played better than any Maverick did during that run. But and that team was really good. But I mean, I just I haven't seen a good answer for Joker. On either hand, no, they haven't even been able to punish him defensively either. It's just, it's just dominant. So, anyway, back to the game we was just talking about. Um, we talked about it before the pod started, but I think Boston. I mean, I know they. I think they up by five right now. I thought it was it's just a now. Gabe um, Vincent is still Steph Curry. Oh, okay. Um. So these Caleb. Oh my God, it's crazy. But yeah, go ahead. I think they're about to win. I think they're going to win. I think they're going seven. I think they're going to win. I think they're about to win this game right now. And I think they're going to win. I just do. It's a gut feeling. I could be wrong. Um, I just feel like Miami was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the entire NBA. And then they've caught fire. And eventually that shit was going to swing the other way. And that's the nature of three-point variance. In the other way, it's like Boston was one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA. In these first three games, they couldn't buy a three-pointer, and that shit's not swung the other way. It's Let me see what, what they're doing tonight while we talking. I know it swung back the other way these last two games, but I think, yeah, eh, they only shooting three for ten. So we'll see. We'll see how that holds up. But 
Damn, Gabe Vincent another three. Um, we'll see, man. I, I do. I just think Boston's gonna come back here. And I'll be honest, man. Jimmy look a little. Jimmy look a little winded. He's one for five right now. Yeah, he looks tired, and I mean, we should. It, it's noted he's still playing like hurt, like that ankle sprain. Never really got a like. He missed what that one game in the Knicks series, and he never got a chance to like really um you know do anything about that. So yeah, I just think um it's catching up to him a little bit, like um all the load that he's had to carry. Cause like I said, he had been doing everything on the basketball court. Like, it's not just him scoring a ton. He was defending, you know, playmaking, doing all that. So, um, it might be catching up to him. But at the end of the day, I mean, he better find a way to win <laughs> tonight. You could be tired. You could be this. You could be that. You should be able to get one. You got to get one. You can't, like, and it has to be tonight. Because, like I said, you going back on the road in a game seven where, like, it's just a wild card. You will never know. Like, you might be, um like victim to a Al Horford like PED night <laughs> you know what I'm saying so you you have to make sure that you take care of it this game and I mean they're making they're not letting the Celtics pull away too far um because the the playoff hall of yes playoff role player hall of fame Caleb hall Martin of famers both of them and Gabe Vincent he's in there too and low-key you know who is a, a quietly a shame haver in the playoffs Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is Every a time shame he's called on, and I I can respect that. And honestly, he's gained my respect. Yeah. As someone who got, and it's not that he hadn't played all year. He mm. was getting called Hall of Fame scheme at, like people yeah. talking about con dumping yeah. and talking about yeah, you gonna have to attach a first to dump him. Like he oh, had to endure man. all yeah, that. Yeah. There's this other group chat in who and my man Roby, I love you, but his favorite trade during the season was Tim. Or uh, Duncan Robinson in a first. I'm like, bro, his contract is only one more year longer than Tim's. They're not trading a first to get off of him. They not. They yeah, not. but at the end of the day, he's shown you that, like, when called upon, especially when he. And here's the thing, you know why I think he can? Because here's the thing: in the playoffs, even though he hit shots, the reason why he couldn't play is because his defense was so bad. But do you know why he can play more this playoff run? Because Tyler Hero is out. And the reason why you really couldn't play Duncan Robinson is because you can't really play him with Hero. That's like you are giving your defense or your opponents a lot of options <laughs> as to who to attack. But now you're only worried about um, really hiding, quote-unquote, hiding Duncan um, when he's because he's surrounded by other good players. You know, Hero soak up you know, a lot of minutes. You know, he's going to play a lot of minutes. So, obviously, you're going to prioritize Hero over Duncan. And now that Hero is in here, Duncan can play a bit more. Um, and he's been answering the call, like you said. So, um, it's it's been, I mean, they got guys who just answer the call. Yeah. At the end of the day, in the playoffs, you need role players like that. You need guys. Like, that's why I, and here's the thing. I always say you can't copy and paste production and all that, um, especially with role players. Fit matters, and that's true. But at the end of the day, there's dudes in the league with track records of, you have some dudes who are, like, streaky, right? Who are, like, just a hit or miss. It really depends on the team. They're just a complete hit or miss. And you have some dudes that, no matter what, they will give you good playoff performances. Like, even in the midst of um, bullshit. Like, Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown was the Nets' best player. Even in the Shame midst of getting swept. 
in the midst of getting swept, was still getting to it. Mm-hmm. And he's and, doing the same thing for a winning team now. <laughs> and talking shit like the level of performance is just off. This is two straight playoffs. I know it was four games, so it was a broom. But like, fam, at some point, you just got to be like, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so you have to, to me, pay attention to these dudes who not only for obviously helping the regular season, but who are good in, like, you have some role players, not just role players, you got some players, period, who just cannot play, like, it's the evidence in mountain up that they cannot play in the playoffs. Uh, Julius Randle um, comes to mind. Looking at I, you, and if we talk about role players, looking at you, Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, yeah. It's like, like, you just have some, Joe Harris, Joe Harris cannot oh, yeah. play in the play. Like oh, you yeah. just have some dudes that just cannot. And like like um Malone said, it might be the specialists, might be the dudes that um really can't do. Because if you look at it, a lot of times it's the more dynamic role players that could really get to it in the playoffs. The role players that could really do a little bit of everything. Um, even if it's not as pronounced in the regular season when it comes in a playoff setting, it's valuable. That's why Josh. I have hopes for Josh if he ups his aggressiveness and his confidence level because half of it's that, right? These guys, that's why Tim looks so good for the first couple games of that um first round series against the Clippers. He had the confidence to step up when the coverages were when he realized his coverage wasn't as um you know was kind of loose <laughs> with with them trying to you know obviously stop Luca and obviously also being focused on KP because if you think about it I think they started off it was um no, Kawhi was Kawhi was guarding Ka- KP I was just that Kawhi series. was guarding KP and started series and I think PG yeah. was on Luca mm-hmm. um well it, it was uh, or no 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 it was like Marcus Morris and it was um, Marcus Morris and then he uh, Reggie and then he Reggie his, and, then, and then he started Zubac on him and it was some weird stuff but PG even as a help defender was still mm-hmm. right there and, yeah so and, and, Tim was really it was like nobody on Tim really. yeah. I think it was like yeah it was like nobody on Tim so he had the confidence that's why Josh like he like if he gets like one thing I'm looking for him next year like he can improve on a lot of things but if the aggressiveness like I thought he was getting better with that but then he just kind of shrunk to end the year and that scared me a lot because if he regresses in terms of aggressiveness, then it's no shot for him. Okay, let me, okay, that was a little hyperbolic. Not that there's no shot, but I, like, confidence is half the thing, bro. You think Caleb Martin is doing this if he doesn't believe that all his threes are going in? (laughs) He's not, like, he's not doing this if he's not confident. Um, That's, like, really half the the game, so you gotta look for role players who are just not afraid, period. It, I mean, it's funny. There's a, it's a, you, you know how anyone listens to this pod know I defend Tim. I get why people don't like Tim, but I know when the sh- fucking chips was down, including the back after the Kyrie trade, when the season was in the balance, I know who was showing up every night, and I know who wasn't. And that's why I'm just going to defend. I will always defend Tim. I'm sorry, I will. Yeah, I, ju- I just will. I will. Um, and like you said, it's just those role players, man. I I know people who follow me on time are like, why does this nigga keep talking about role players so much? This dude only like, don't you like some stars? But it's like the stars, the stars. This no star wins anything like without the role player step up. Let's be real. Let's. I don't know if Miami gonna win tonight or not, but 
it's been Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent that is the difference. It has not been Jimmy backpacking this series. They win tonight. Again, what we see, it's Caleb Martin and, 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 uh, honestly, I think Caleb Martin might win the conference MVP if yeah, his damn doesn't yeah. like go crazy because I feel yeah. like it's been sneaky. Bam, bam, but, yeah. bam averaging 13. They ain't about to give it to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was more than that, but yeah, no, Caleb... yeah, no it's 13 points. Oh yeah, yeah, nah. Then Kayla, I could see them like. It's, I it's mean, the media is funny. The media is funny. Well, no, what a, well, I mean, Caleb Martin. If shit keeps playing out the way it is, Caleb Martin will be leading the. He will lead the Heat in this series in scoring. He may win it if they win tonight. Yeah, that'd be. I need. I kind of need that. Oh, I need me that. I need that you... books, bro. I. I'm so sorry. I do. It's gonna be boring for another Tatum Eastern Car. And then honestly, I. I see the script. The Boston's gonna win, and then it's gonna start like a streak of Tatum, um, Eastern Conference like MVPs. Yeah, I can see it. And um, ain't gonna hold you. Did you watch? Like I've been, you know, I I got the score. I don't fuck with the Heat. I stayed. These football players from Florida stayed below me in college, and them niggas was on my head when we lost in the finals in '06. So I feel stuck way about the Heat. I know people like Jimmy because he's from Texas. I'm gonna be honest. I I like Jimmy, but we we went into fan fiction about him these playoffs. And that got kind of weird to me. But I I'm sorry, man. Caleb Martin got every his story, how he got to lead the shame having. I don't want to root for the Heat, but like that's my guy. That's I'm stamping him. I just thought when the dudes who did who could have gave up. Did you watch that video about how he even got the workout with the Heat? Um, like it took Jake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Cole, Cole yeah, joint. I, saw that, I was yeah. just like, like this dude was like he, you know, he was catching a scooter from his workout. Like dead ass, you know. I ain't trying to count his pockets, but he he was undrafted. He probably ain't had a change to be doing all that shit. And he made it. And he got in and he played every time he's touched the court. He's been able to hoop. I know he wasn't great in the regular season, but what are you doing? I, I got a root for that. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't like the Jimmy fanfic that kind of been happening over these playoffs because I'm like, bro, Jimmy was asked the last two Nick games. The role players put him on his back. That's why they won. But I, I, I just Caleb Martin's one of them role players, so I fuck with it. I do. Um, yeah. We let's let's wrap up Celtics and Heat. Uh, what's what's the score of the game? My damn YouTube. I think Tatum just hit two tough. Like he's killing Butler actually right now. No shit. Um, yeah, he's like direct. Hey, like I'm talking hey. about direct buckets. Like on his can, in can, his eye. Can can we talk about what we talked about in the pre-show? I mean, if you want, yeah. All right, so. There's this thing I've noticed, and I've said something about it a few times, but I know there's some Tatum stands that exist on Twitter. And frankly, I think the city of Boston is racist, and they've won so much, I don't really want them to win. But I like Jason Tatum. I always have. I'm a fan of his game. I'm a fan of him as a player. We don't know these people. And I feel like I ain't gonna lie, man. I kind of cringe when 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 folks be getting mad at him, uh, when because every time he start bad and he has start bad, seventy seven would never. I ah, I remember like when I think he started one for thirteen. Was it game seven or game six? 
I think it was game six against Philly, and I was like, well, you know, you, you know, y'all know Lucas started two for 12 like, at game five against the Warriors last year, but we going to act like that never happened. Um, so I've always been a little like, I don't know, I guess defensive of Jason Tatum. And I, I, I hate to admit it because there's so many, I guess, Mavs fans that I don't know if it's the Tatum stands. I don't know if they just don't like that Tatum was ranked higher in MVP. I really don't know. I don't. I don't deal with Boston. This fans dates like back to this. This dates back. I I have a theory, but this isn't new to the season. What'd you say? I said that's not like new to this season. Yeah, no, it's not new to the season. It's been happening for years. I just never. I feel like it really came to a head this year because we didn't make the playoffs, and Tatum, like. It's so funny because I would look. I was looking up Tatum's numbers. Like, okay, yeah, he has some stingers in the playoffs. This nigga's averaging thirty points. Like, even in this series, the first three games they lost, he averaged thirty points. And I'm just like, man, I thought this nigga was stinking up the court. And now he's playing pretty solid. And then, what really kind of made me want to defend him was like, bro, he had Bam out of bio in jail. He might be doing it right now because I'm not watching the game. But just seeing that and realizing like. Bro, he can score 30, and he's the unicorn four on the other end. Am I crazy for saying that? No. Like, he's dead ass the unicorn four defensively. I just, I, I never can see I feel like I said that on the pod before. I feel like yeah, I, you I, probably, I you, yeah. you probably did. I didn't pay attention, but, like, watching it the last couple weeks, like, hey, man, that, he's hell. There's it's no just because he's playing the three now, but I thought as a four, he was, he was, um, definitely different defensively in terms of doing the help side um do rim protection and can um do switches could basically switch on damn near anybody yeah and I, that's actually how they got back in the series they just like yeah if if he gets switched on bam oh well we're gonna live and bam gonna have to beat us and if he they basically switch anybody on jimmy except for uh Derek. damn he is what he what he got i'm following on my phone damn he got 19 Ooh, we Jimmy got five and is one for seven. I guess that fanfic went off the went off the went off script, but yeah, I, I'm just gonna say it. Y'all don't beat me up too much about it because I'm sure I'm sure there are some weirdo Boston fans. In the like I said, I don't fuck with the city of Boston anyway. But I, I sorry, man, I like Jason Tatum. I do. I can, I always have to be honest. Here's the thing. I joke around about Jason Tatum, and I said it, you know, to you, but I'm going to say here, I joke around with Jason Tatum because it's just funny. His stands are actually very sensitive, I'm coming to realize. Like, I feel like I've never really dealt much until recently when I be saying things half-jokingly, like, really, just half-jokingly, and they take it so deep. You know, they take it so seriously, so it's just really just funny um, to me. But I've, you know, I've, I've said quite a... Um, I said a while ago, and this is what made me realize that uh, here's a, I, I'm trying to word this in a way where it's, it, it doesn't come off weird, but I think it, it just comes from a place of insecurity, I feel like, because I said maybe, this was like, maybe like, honestly, maybe two years ago at this point, while wow, time's fine, but I said on time, I was like, why do Mavs, I, I said, why do Mavs fans think there's a gap between Tatum and Luca? Oh, yeah, Mind you, I said that, you remember that, right? This is this is probably like two years ago, and I got all sudden, have you seen the stats? Check the stats. Check the this. And I, people are getting snarky with me. I'm like, why y'all getting snarky? Like, I was just asking a question. I was actually trying to engage in, like, a conversation about it. 
Um, but I just got a lot of, um, you know, the people who wanted to be, you know, real about it and talk about, you know, try to answer my question. They talk about consistency, um, saying that, okay, you know, he's not as consistent as, you know, Luca is. Um, and I agreed with that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's true. There's but side, There's two sides of the ball, too, though. Can we that's... acknowledge that? Oh, SJ, you breaking up. Yes. So, I mean, that, too, you're right about two sides of the ball. But um, I think another piece of – even with them talking about the consistency and all that, I didn't think that was enough for them to say there's a gap between them like I, at that point i thought luca was better and i still do think luca was yeah, like I still better think luca better yeah but this gap like madison that there's no gap and and now i don't think i think that's like going away that kind of line of thinking of thinking about there's a gap i think that's thinking is widely going away some people fake believe it. i think some people are like me where they just you know like to joke around um but i think um people are starting to realize but i do think it was kind of an insecurity thing where they knew deep down it wasn't a gap. They wanted it to be a gap for so Luca can sit on top of this, you know, um, arbitrary title of being the best young player in the game and, you know, being just so far ahead of all the other young players. Um, I think they wanted to keep that, you know, mystique and, like I said, keep that arbitrary title for Luca, even though it really wasn't true in the sense that he wasn't the best by far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there were some other guys, like, people always wanted, they just wanted to maintain that there was, like, a tier, you know, separating, like, Luca and Tatum. But th- that's just not true. <laughs> that's just not true. Like I said, I don't think they believe that now. Yeah. But, um... Okay, I, but they believe it. That's the thing. I don't know. It's hard to tell, you know. It's, it's kind of hard to tell if... If, if people if, just are, like... They're just joking, you know, yeah. joking, like me. Like, when I'm saying, oh, Tatum's, like, a number two Tatum. Like, I'm saying those things like half jokingly like that ass <laughs> half jokingly like i said i just doubled down because Celtics fans are um fucking sensitive but i don't know if some people actually like believe you know what i'm saying that he's like a bad player or like fraudulent like i see it all the time like he's a fraud and you know this how are you a fraud scoring 30 a night like exactly. that's the thing like people talking about inconsistency like Fam, 30 is an average over a long period of time. It's just because his lows, it's like the Paul George thing to me, like where the lows are just so bad, where they just look yeah, like you should but, not be out on the floor. Yeah, but <laughs> you still do stuff on the other end. Like, yeah. there's games where that jumper ain't falling where he's still a productive player. And yeah. That yeah. He does, I don't know, man. I ain't about to gas him up because uh, he, he, they going to play the Denver Nuggets and they gonna go down 3-0 and then he gonna remember how to play basketball again and then they gonna come back. My nickname for him is the procrastinator and as someone that's a procrastinator, I respect it. I respect it. I see. I know one when I see one. But yeah, they apparently I think he about to hit these boys with a 40 ball and he's pretty much eating Jimmy's lunch from according to the timeline. Is this is this accurate? Yes, it is. Like I told you, he was, it was, uh, like, on in his eye, he was hitting some of these tough buckets. Um, and, like, like, like Jimmy's not doing anything on the other end, so. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, before we wrap this up, get on with the rest of our Saturday evenings, um, Saturday evening, um, Kyrie Irving had a live, 
man basically said, um, uh, y'all leave me alone, quit talking about it. And it's like, Kyrie, you literally one of the most famous people on earth. People, you know, you, the team you were rumored to go to is the biggest franchise, probably one of the top three biggest franchises on earth. Um, and with the most famous athlete, American athlete on earth on it, like fam, people going to talk about where you had it. So I understand it to an extent, but at the same time, Kyrie, you got to calm down. Well, anyway, some fans heard that and he was like, yeah, if it, it, it might take one or two or three months for me to make my decision, blah, 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 blah. And some Mavs fans got any feelings about it. Shit, I think you might have been one of them, Loki. I don't remember. I got, actually got my feelings about him talking about taking a month off to make a decision. Was that you? I don't know. No. Okay, no, my no. bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, no, because I'm trying to walk him. No, I'm trying to say no. I remember I replied. I, I remember slightly said something like, um, respectfully, the Mavs need to like know what Kyrie's doing. And I'm like, I said the Mavs can't rush Kyrie. I was like, they can't rush a guy like Kyrie. That's all I said about that. And they can't rush him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I scrolled the timeline. Dude, Tatum is treating Jimmy Butler like a whore. Like, is it that bad? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been, it's been. Oh, I just saw the tweet you're laughing at. Yeah. Uh, this man really don't show up until the season is falling apart. It's so funny because it's someone that is literally doing has been doing that all forty years of my life and getting away with it because I typically showed up when the money is on the line. It's funny to watch this in real time from a basketball player. Um, yeah, man. Anyway, Kyrie, blah blah blah. Then Tim Cato drops the joint. I guess the report comes out that the Mavs are basically like. Kyrie, either we gonna sign you or we ain't doing no fucking signing trades. And I ain't gonna hold you. I think the night the Lakers lost, just watching what the Lakers needed, because like they only got blew out one game. Like, dog, if you just swap out Kyrie Irving for D'Angelo Russell, I think they beat them. I fucking think they beat them. Would you, am I crazy for thinking that? I mean, if you're just you're swapping a disaster with a 50-40-90 guy, I feel like that's a little unfair um in the sense of um i mean i don't think i don't think they just beat them but i, I don't think they're playing right now i think they're definitely playing right now i would i just do if you look at the looks that they got and then the way they was like shit mike malone said it like yeah man we attacking his ass on both ends he ain't that good like he didn't say that exact words but basically <laughs> and yeah, I, I the night of the fucking season blew. I'm like, fuck that. Don't trade them. That the way you felt about Phoenix, to where you just didn't want to send him to them after watching that series and watching, like, dog, they could have beat them if they just had one other person that could dribble and score some points. And if that one other person is Kyrie Irving, like, I don't want to help facilitate that because they're gonna be good. They're gonna be better than us. Like, real talk. All the packages that are rumored to be coming to us, like, oh, them, them dudes will be really good. They Role players will take vet minimums to fucking play for the Lakers. They will do that. There's a proof of concept with that. They will get this new version of Malik Monk. It'll probably be fucking Cam Reddish. It's going to take the minimum to rehab his value or the BAE or some exception. They, they get them dudes. 
and those dudes can play. And that's something else about LeBron that you can say whatever you want about him. Dudes who ain't never hooped in their life play with him and start hooping. Just full stop. Role players, everybody. Even D'Lo. Have you seen D'Lo? D'Lo's splits as a Laker were why he won't $25 million a year. Like, until the playoffs hit. And actually, not even the playoffs. Until the West Conference Finals hit. He was hooping. And, um, yeah, man, I, I've, I I was emotional in the moment. I didn't want to talk about any signing trades, and apparently the Mavs feel the same way. And I think you agree. Do you not? Do you don't? Oh, agree? yeah, yeah. That's what I didn't want. Like, I was happy. Well, I I think it was just Cato saying, um, but it's still, yes, no, do not agree or give off the impression that you're open to doing any type of signing trade, no. Gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and say it, like, if it was an, any other player, I probably would feel that way, but man, I just feel like with Kyrie, like, you don't want to put Kyrie in a position where he got to, like, this. I, I look at Kyrie's track record, like, he set $15 million on fire because he didn't want to get the shot. I don't know how much his Nike deal was, but he, he basically set that on fire, even before the anti-Semitism stuff. Like, bro, the shoe that I love, it's my literally my favorite basketball shoe ever. I guess he didn't like it, the Kyrie Infinity. He was not happy with it. And he literally went on Instagram and was like, this shoe is some bullshit. Don't buy it. Like, he did this while being under contract with them, basically saying, Fuck, I don't care about this contract because this shoe, not them not, giving, uh, not having my input on this shoe means so much. I'm going to tell my fans not to buy that shit. So, like, when he believes in something, it's proof. He will set the fucking money on fire. He does not, like, I know there's been a lot of talk to where he wanted the full max guaranteed and in, in uh, Brooklyn, and that's why he demanded to trade. And yeah, that's how he felt then. But if we get to playing games with him, I can see him setting the money on fire. And if he going to set the money on fire, we can't let him walk for nothing. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think we did a podcast two months ago, maybe three months ago, where we named our list of players we hate. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was number two. Um, I got to be honest with you, he's still number two. But at the same time, as much as I don't like his game, as much as I don't think he's a serious player in the playoffs, D'Angelo Russell don't fucking stink. He don't. I want him to stink, but he don't stink. He's a solid player. I think he's as good as Spencer Dinwiddie. He's um, yeah, and they both are cancerous in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I agree with you. But my point is, if it comes down to Kyrie walking for nothing or giving D'Angelo Russell a three-year deal for like I don't know twenty-two-ish million dollars, I know because I think the rumor he wanted four for hundred, which was twenty-five. I don't think he get that, but I would give him like four for six i'm sorry three for 65 i i think he's especially with the way the salary cap is going up that's like i looked it up the other day he would be like the i don't know 20th 18th highest paid point guard in the nba on that contract and actually it might even be less than that because somebody gonna get a bigger deal and make more money and i'm gonna go ahead and say it i would much rather have d'angelo russell than fred van fleet and it pains me to admit that because I hate D'Angelo Russell, but Fred is my guy. 
everybody that played for that Raptors championship team is my guy. I want so much money on them during that run. I want so much money on them beating Golden State with that championship. And Fred, man, he stepped up. He answered the call in the finals after looking bad against uh, uh, actually Eastern Conference finals and the finals. He couldn't play against Philly, but boy, he put uh, he fuck put Milwaukee and and Golden State in the dirt. But Fred Fred is shooting pull up threes, and if he ain't hitting that, he really can't score no more. And Fred turned down four for one fourteen already, so I think he gonna want more than D'Angelo Russell. And I I just if it's like okay, Kyrie leave, we're going to waive Dev Davis Bertans and give Fred Van Fleet $30 million. Nah, man, give me D'Angelo Russell, give me Jared Vanderbilt, and give me the first-round pick. And if we, you got to make me take Mo Bamba in that process too on a one-year deal, yeah, I'll, fuck it. It'll be a nice little one-year flyer. It, that's probably better than anybody going to sign for the middle of an exception, so... I'm cool with a sign and trade. I'm cool with D'Angelo Russell for three years, as long as it's not more than like $22, $23 million. And um, I think Jared Vanderbilt will fucking happen. Like a team with D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt in the starting lineup is better than the team that took the court to start last year. I truly believe that. That's my, that's my two cents. I'm ready for you to tell me I'm crazy and I'm wrong. I mean... I look at this very simply, right? Oh, and oh, I need a first two. I'm not just. I, this is assuming I'm getting 17 in this year's draft too. With all this, my bad. Let me put that in there too. I ain't just. Y'all got to give me a pick. I ain't just taking them names. It's very simple to me. I do not want D'Angelo Russell on my team. I if Kyrie would like to go there. Then go take have them renounce everybody they got, and you take the what thirty million dollars, and then y'all can sign all the minimum bums that want to come there and dick ride for a minimum. Y'all can sign all of them, and we the Mavericks, Jaden Hardy, buckle up, start shooting guard, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> and the Mavericks just move on on their merry way. Like at the end of the day, I think. We're headed down a treacherous path. I've been saying it, and and I'm not. I'm trying to not frame it in like a doomsday way, in the sense that I'm like I still would like to enjoy myself, right? And Dilo, no, that's not me enjoying myself. So I think I don't think I saw something crazy. I said, um, I saw somebody say something just so insane. I said Dilo's play style would fit better next to Luca than Kyrie. Who said that shit? It was some random. It was just some random um person. And no, Kyrie Irving is everything D'Angelo Russell is, but better. Exactly. In, every, in so, literally every way. It was just a ridiculous take. By the end yeah. of the day, um, like I don't think they mesh. So it's like, why am I basically paying Dilo mad money to like, and then now we're not to say that he won't have value, but then depending on if he really stinks it up, now you're stuck with a dude. <laughs> it's just no, we're we're done being like no. If we're gonna be stuck with a dude, at least have it be like a star, not Delo. I'm sorry. So I no, I don't want them. And here's the thing: if the Lakers are really like 
they're really willing because here's the thing with sign and trades like they're never what you want usually because the team giving away the player usually has to tap and get, like and just have to accept garbage which is why i'm not like a fan of it um but if the lakers really want to make it juicy make this be one of the best sign and trades of all time sure but if you're not coming with that type of energy, then that's fine. You can keep it. What if, what if, what if they? What if they given us seventeen this year, and I think they can trade 20, 20, 27. I mean, if I'm getting two picks, then you got to think about it because then now you can reroute. You can even do some rerouting and all that. So that's different. Yeah, but D'Angelo Russell not gonna sign to the Mavs to be rerouted. No, not him. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about um, like the pick, at least the pick. Um, you can add that to what we have and really try to make a splash, these splash. And if you can do something, get you know, get something else, I'd rather get D'Lo to probably the bench or out of my fucking face. Regardless, <laughs> like fine, but um, I just think it's um, it's at the end of the day, you willingly got into the middle of the Kyrie saga, you have to see it through. Yeah. You can't just end it with accepting trash for him. It's either you present him with what you're, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is what we got for you. We want you here long-term, which by all accounts they do. Show him that you mean it. And if he wants to go elsewhere, then you let wherever he wants to go, because it's not going to be with them cap space teams. We already know that. He's not going to Orlando um san antonio uh, he's not going to the pacers you know whoever has cast he's not going there right um so it's it's what phoenix you've heard about phoenix you heard about la those teams have to jump have to do something crazy to get him so yes let them do that let them do that it's not people are talking about oh the knicks and comparing it to like the knicks and brunson last year much different situations for the fact that one is different in the sense that what y'all wanted the Brunson situation to be, that's what this Kyrie situation is going to be if Kyrie decides to leave. Um, it's not that we would have been playing with his money. It's just that he just really wanted to hoop elsewhere, so much so that he would take a pay cut. You know what I'm saying? Brunson wanted to come here, but we were playing with his or wanted to still hoop here, but we were playing with his money. That's a key distinction. But also, the Knicks had an easy path to clearing their money. Like, they didn't have, like, they set it up so that they would have money like if, if need be in the sense that all they had to do is you know decline some team options um or just or not just decline the team options but just move they had picks they accumulated the picks they did a lot of stuff they had the picks to just dump um money and they just had to dump a couple of players players who weren't even like we're talking about they had to they got rid of alec burks and neurons as well. So like two dudes who it was time for them to move on, be moved on from anywhere. And they had their replacements waiting on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Quickly got to play more, obviously, and then you're signing Brunson, obviously, to replace the minutes Alex Burks was giving you. And then you just had, um, you got Mitchell Robinson, and you, now you're picking a partner. You still have Sims, and you got Toppin. Like, at the end of the day, they're vastly different situations in the sense that the Lakers really have to gut their entirety. The Suns would have to. I don't even know what the Suns would have to do, but I know it's, it's even more complicated. Um, Loki, I, I think they could just send us, like, Landry Shaman and Hayden at work. 
But that's the no, 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 I'm trying no, to right. play one. No, you can't because they'd be hard cap. Hard cap. I was about to say, yeah, so I know it's just complicated for them yeah. to. So, regardless, like, you need our help. Like, if, if it's a sense that if, if everyone wants to be happy in the sense that Kyrie wants his money, um, y'all want Kyrie without, you know, killing your team. Um, and if the Mavs want something, like, you would need us at the end of the day. So, yeah. I, I think. I think we have, I don't want to say we have leverage because this is, this is not a situation for that word in that sense, um, but I do think we have a leg up here in the sense that um, there, they have to, like, things start with us. Things start and end with us, ultimately. Yeah. I And let me be clear, like, at this point, Man, we done you at this point. You done you done offered Kyrie to win. You got to go. You got to walk down the aisle with him, and we deal. And you just got to deal with all that entails. Give him four years. Shit, I, I thought it would be like four years, one eighty. I think the max he get for four years is two hundred. Like, don't let that twenty million dollars. Don't let five million dollars a year. Like, if you giving him, it's a if he gonna fuck it up under four years 180 is still fucked up under four years 200 like don't let that 20 million dollars be the difference between having him and his feelings um and just give it to him and let's just get the fuck on like to me you know free agency is already done for most of the big ticket dudes like that shit is already being worked on as we speak literally as we speak uh teams typically know where dudes is going by the draft except for the Mavs because they're stupid and I say that to say like we need to already have that shit worked out with Kyrie like through back channels I don't even know what the official rules is which are incumbent free agent but just hey as soon as this shit hit four years whatever the full max or we go four years 180 and if you just like four fully guaranteed years, period. And to get to where it's the full real deal max, give him the opt out after three if he won't. Give him if if you don't just whatever we need to do, we need to give him the money. However, if you do that and he still just don't want to be here, I'm getting some because I do believe. I, this is just my opinion. This is nothing I've heard. I think he, I think if the Mavs don't offer, if the Mavs is offering 40 and the Lakers, like the Lakers, when you say the Lakers got to strip it down, not really. The only dude that was playing in that damn playoff game where they season ended, that they were guaranteed to lose if that was effective, because Vando didn't play at all, right? Game nah, four. Game four. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think Van. I think Vando played zero minutes. D'Lo was out there ass, and I Beasley. Shit, I don't remember the last time Beasley. Played he don't play yet. No, he yeah. Play. So the only dude. <laughs> but here's the difference, though. Even even with that, I, I I get the point you're making with that. But even still, it's a difference between like losing those salary slots completely with the only avenue to replace it being like minimums. And I know what you're saying. They weren't giving you much production anyway, but still like a guy like Vando at the end of the day, he still holds some value. Um, you know what I'm saying? So just completely losing that salary slot, I think it's still. Well, nah, so that's the thing. They can strip it down and they would have Vanderbilt 
Reeves' cap number is really, really low. They just want to have Rui. There is no Kyrie with Rui on the Lakers under literally, unless they trade AD in a signing trade. So they have to give up Rui. And that's really it. <laughs> you know, that's really it's Rui and D'Angelo Russell, and I'm I feel very confident in most teams. Kyrie for all his problems would rather have Kyrie and uh Kyrie over D'Angelo Russell and, and Rui Hachimura. So. I'm just saying. And those guys. What you mean, and those guys? You're talking about and Vando. Yeah, but they could, mm-hmm. they could, they could still keep Vando too. Is what I'm saying. Like, if they strip it down to where they could offer Kyrie like thirty, his first, his opening year starts at thirty-one, and just with max raises, and the Mavs are only opening offering forty. I'm not so sure he ain't just gonna fucking sign there outright. And we and I think there's this belief that the Lakers will have to strip it down. And I'm like, like I said, the only dude that they would have to make a decision on that is guaranteed to not be there if Kyrie is willing to take thirty-ish million dollars is Vando. The rest of them dudes could stay. The rest of them could definitely stay if they get Kyrie to agree to that in advance. They that would be have to be something that is agreed on like right now because when offer sheets come in they got to know when they go match and the order of operations but the point i'm trying to get with all this is i think we can't the the i'm personally if Kyrie is just passionate about taking the pay cut um i'm just doing the sign and trade i'm not being emotional about it i just say that's just my well, two cents we'll see what happens yeah and uh uh, but I will say, I will be like, well, you know, you give me two first-round picks, I take that over. Nah, give me Kyrie. Kyrie's still good at basketball. And this plane ain't going to land anyway. So if this plane ain't going to land, I at least want to enjoy the fucking crash before it hits. I, I want to enjoy the plane ride as the plane hits the ground before it crashes instead of being miserable. So, and as crazy as it sounds... We make the 10th pick, and he becomes a really good player really fast. The way the salary cap is increasing. And I'm not sure this thing is totally cooked paying Kyrie and Luka $90 million. I didn't realize the salary cap was going to go up as fast as uh, is it is reportedly going to over the next two or three years. Like, it's going up reportedly like $25 million, so some of the salaries that we think of as crazy money. Yeah, it was crazy money when the salary cap was 123, but when the salary cap is like 150, it's like, eh, maybe DeAndre ain't that overpaid. But anyway, um, you got anything else? No, sir. Alright, thank y'all for listening to this episode. Oh, shit. My watch is asking me questions. Um, we will holler at y'all next week. Peace.